Blog Talk Radio.
want to welcome everyone to the Five Smooth Stone platform. This is the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I want to thank you for your time, taking away from your family and the leisure and joining us here on the Five Smooth Stone Network. We really appreciate it, brothers and sisters. Tonight, we have the McCrays again talking about our miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real. Just go ahead and read the show's description because some of you just call that phone number every year and you, I mean, every, excuse me, every week and you don't really know what the topic is. So here we go. Uh, show description Are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real? Is the Most High still performing miracles today? If so, let's talk about it. If you doubt all of this, let's talk about it. According to the Bible, these signs will follow those who believe. The Father was confirming his word among the early believers with signs, wonders, and miracles to those watching while the early believers were preaching his words. If his word is being spoken, where are the miracles? The Father is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what's happening? No father, I went on to say, will leave his children powerless in such a cruel world. Our father has given us real power, folks, to live life abundantly. Here's a prayer I have already prepared for the show. And I would like for y'all to, uh, if you can agree with it, to agree with it. And uh, actually, let's do this because my computer's moving a little slower than I'd like. I just want to remind everybody that uh, if you're going to be, okay, here we go, here we go. Brothers and sisters, just give me a minute here. Give your brother a minute. Again, the McCrays are coming at you. And I'm, I'm so thankful for uh, them wanting to come on the show. There's a lot of people I could have called and have called over the years that's willing to come back on for a part two or part three. And I chose them because uh, I think the Spirit really actually um, dropped them crazy in my heart, mind, after I went to a, a Bible, a um, birthday celebration for Sister Pastor Rose King. And uh, after meeting this couple, they have been in my spirit for a while. So I don't take it lightly, and I hope they don't. I don't think they do. Take it lightly that they are our guests tonight, again, for the fourth time. Uh, uh, You know, we've had Bishop Smith on of Arkansas and a bunch of other people talking about the miraculous, and we've had on uh, just different, even even different ethnic backgrounds on here talking about this topic. But uh, I'm so glad I had the spirit, the mind to uh, keep this couple in, in mind and to bring them on. I hope you all have been blessed by parts one, two, and three. But anyway, uh, actually part one, they wasn't over part two, three, and four, and then tonight, part five. But anyway, here come a prayer I prepared for us, everybody. If you can agree with the prayer, please do so, and then we'll bring on the McCrae's. Oh, 
Okay, brothers and sisters, let's go to our Father in prayer. Let's ask his blessings upon this broadcast. And if you agree with me as I pray and as I petition the highest court, kingdom of the most high God, God of Israel, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath. So be it. Father, I just want to lift up this show tonight. Father, I ask that you would by your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKadosh, by your Spirit, Father, speak through the co-hosts, or the hosts, or guests, or whoever's going to be speaking to the people, or even through the callers, Father. Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your Word. Father, let us be agents of change tonight. Not just lifting up the problem, whatever we're going to be discussing, or the enemy, whoever the enemy is. But Father, we ask that on this show, that you be lifted up. While we may examine the problem, discuss the problem, discuss the challenges, discuss the heartache, the pain. We just ask that you be lifted up. As the as a solution, as as a song play in the background, waymaker, we ask that you be revealed tonight on this broadcast broadcast as the waymaker. Father, we as a people petition your court, your presence, asking for change in our world in our home, in our hearts. Father, let us not just be another group of people just talking for the sake of talking vain conversation. We ask that you would speak the wisdom that only you can give. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally and abraded not. Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that if they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you. We ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. Spirit of sickness and infirmity, and we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies will receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as a body on this broadcast tonight. And folks, if you agree with that, really agree with that, just say so be it. Amen. Going to the phone lines. Uh, we want to bring on the McCrays. All right, area code 817. Actually, I won't mention your number. Uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra McCray, your line is open. Welcome to the show. Can, uh, how are you doing tonight? 
We are doing well, and thank you for having us again. And yes. we just like, or we just like coming on and speaking uh, to uh, you and the people about the, uh, uh, the the supernatural things of God and everything that God touches in His in His in His walk with Him is supernatural. He has to break it down to us to our natural realm. But we uh, we thank you tonight. You have anything, baby, to say? No, I'm just uh, glad to be here uh, to talk more about the power of God and operating in the kingdom of God. Wow. Well, I want to welcome you again. And like I said earlier, there's several people. We've had all types of people from all, even people from on the other side of the world in Israel, various places that have called the show. And uh, yet y'all's name just wouldn't go away especially with regards to this topic. So, again, welcome to the Fossils on Network. And uh, we're, as I say, I've been saying lately, the kingdom of Yah or the kingdom of God is at hand. Folks, it's truly on hand. It is on full display uh, within this show. We believe that Yah and God will do just what he said he would do. And his powers is real. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in the works of the angels, the working of angels as the Holy Spirit commissioned them. So, uh, um, or I should say, it's the Father's wisdom because you know He's in control, and, and, and He said, "Told the Son, sit here on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool." So, the Father's wisdom, by the Father's wisdom, is the Son ruling this earth and dispatching angels and so forth. So, when I say the kingdom of Yah, the kingdom of God is at hand, I do mean His power in full display on this broadcast. All that means is we just believe in all of it. So, Ronnie, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor McCray, just go ahead with what you have. I don't really have any questions for you uh, uh, right as, as of yet. I just want to see how y'all started out. So it's all the ball is in your court. Uh, if any co-hosts come in the house, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, right now I don't see any co-hosts at this time, so you, y'all have full range. Okay, there, uh, brother Seth. I was, uh, as I was thinking on uh, the program for tonight, and I was basically uh, saying we have to uh, generally set a foundation on uh, on the spiritual warfare side of this uh, on this topic right here. And you know, in Ephesians, the the sixth chapter, and it, God talks about his uh, his armor. And when you talk about armor, that means you have you have, you have armor on when you're going into a a battle, so to speak. And you know, in yeah. Hebrews, but Ephesians the sixth chapter, starting in the tenth verse, and I'm going to read read uh, read a few verses there. And it says there in the tenth verse, and it says, "Finally, brethren, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." Need the power of his might. We can't do it in our own self. But in verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. These are the tricks and the schemes of the devil. And the devil is also, quote, unquote, a spirit. So we are fighting a a battle that's inside of the, the spirit realm. But it falls down into the natural realm. In verse 12, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we're not fighting against 
uh, 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 human, humanly uh, 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 bodies right now, but we are basically fighting against the spirit that are working through bodies. And it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness is in high places. And it says in verse 13, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, is to stand. So what we're doing now with this spiritual warfare, we're standing on the word of God. And these spiritual wickednesses and principalities and powers, all these are particular particular spirits that are working in the spiritual realm where we bring the power of God. God will will give us uh, through his gifts what spirits we are dealing with and and how to operate in it. He tells us that we're not fighting uh, one another, even though that, that spirit may be working through those particular individuals. So we have to we have to know how to operate inside of uh, of the spirit realm, and, and and this brings into uh, this brings into the account on how uh, miracles are dealing with devils and, and working working with angels in in, in in the spiritual warfare of this of our, and I say these are daily and I repeat daily things that we have to battle. Amen. So, in in other words, all these things that we go through on a day to day basis, they are basically dealing in the uh, in the spiritual realm, and to get the miracles, uh, uh, and, and walking with angels, it has it plays a very important part in this. It plays a very important part in this. See, we walk. Uh, we walk into the world every day, and we we don't we don't see it in the natural because it, it's basically in the spirit realm that uh, we have to fight against. And I use uh, the works of the devil. In, in the works of the devil, you, you you can see that in Galatians. Galatians, the works of the works of the devil. It, the works of the devil works through sickness. Uh, he works through diseases. He works through calamity. You know, the scriptures tells us about, you know, when the devil came, he came to operate. He, 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 came, he came to operate uh, to kill, to steal, and destroy. And we see this happening every day in our walk. <laughs> and we have to know how to operate in it. And that's why, you know, when you brought us on up talking about the miracles and everything like that, we have to know how to walk in the miracles to see these actual things happening for us. They just don't happen for, you know, uh, uh, the, the five-fold ministry. But, yes, uh, they can work through you and I, or they can work through the believer. The scriptures tell us there in Mark, the, uh, the 16th chapter, in the 17th and the 18th verse, what God calls us to do. He said these signs will follow us who believe. And when we start to believe these things, they will start to manifest. They will start to happen right before your very eyes. 
remembering that story about Luke when the, 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 uh, those, uh, those men came back and told Jesus, uh, we saw uh, uh, demons uh, come out of people. We've seen these things that happen. But Jesus told us, told them, don't get the big head now because when you start to move and operate in the, in the supernatural, in the, in the works of God, you will get the big head in thinking that you are doing this. He said, I saw, he said, I saw Satan fall from heaven because he had all that pride. He was a beautiful angel, and he, think, he saw things that were operating in his life, and he said, I will exalt my throne above God's throne. And we have to we have to recognize that no the Holy Spirit is working through us and in those uh, in the book of Acts when we see with Stephen and, and, and we saw Steve, uh, Philip he said they were filled filled with the Holy Ghost and when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you're allowing to hear God speak through you to to to, to uh, cast out a demon or you can see miracles happening right before your very eyes. You have to, quote, first of all, be filled with the Holy Ghost. And in Acts 1 and 8, it says you will, see, you will receive what? Power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And these signs and these wonders will work for you. They will work for me. It says the believer, that's the fivefold ministry, basically. But, yes, uh, they work for the people who are actually working for God. But he says, if you believe, it can happen for you also. Ryan, I would just like to add to that. Um, I'm always thinking about the alternative, okay? So if God lays something on your heart um, for you to do, a lot of times when we're brand new uh, uh, babes in Christ, you know, we're gung-ho and ready to, to, to utilize the power of God. You know, we are right off the bat. You know, we have not been in ministry for so long that, you know, that you forget. The people who are right into the, into, uh, uh, the fold are the ones who will use and exercise God's uh, power a lot of times more than anybody, more than uh, uh, the individuals who have been walking with God for a long time. And so that just uh, brought me back to Matthew uh, 6. And it says, um, therefore, take no thought, saying what we shall eat or what we shall drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows uh, what you have need of. Right? And so in uh, verse, that's verse 31 and 32. Verse 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And his righteousness. Don't skip over that. And it says, and all these things shall be added to you. So listen, if we really want to be utilized in the kingdom of God, these are the things that we have to do. Don't focus on ourselves, right? Because if we're always out there in the world trying to help someone, that is when God's power is unleashed. And so I'm hoping that people will be able to understand that it, you cannot be an, a selfish, self-centered individual and be effective in the kingdom of God, right? So many people focus on their own needs, what they want, what they need. And so, but I would implore them 
to start focusing on the needs of others and watch God operate. God knows if I'm a true born-again believer, God already knows what I have need of, right? Some of the other people may not be in that position. I can say to myself, I don't have to worry about what I have need of, but what does this person need today? And I think that's when we are actually able to operate in the kingdom most often and, and most effectively. So I believe that it really means something to God for us to focus in on another person. This scripture reminds me, takes me back, it, it matches up with another scripture that where Jesus says, when I was hungry, you know, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was Need a clothing, you clothe me, right? So isn't it funny that those three things are the same exact things that he's mentioning here? But he told us just the opposite, take no thought of those things for us. So if we really want to start to see God operate in our lives, just see the, the, the power of God, I would, I would say focus on somebody else. Pray for somebody else. Lay hands on somebody else. Ask God for healing for somebody else, right? And I think that these are the opportunities that really stand out. And with that being said, I think we're going to go into Pastor has a story that we just thought about. We were on our way um, um, to someplace uh, just a couple of days ago, and it's funny how these things, now that we've been talking about them on this show, that God is bringing these things back to our remembrance. Do you remember when that happened? Do you remember when that happened? There's all some really interesting things that God has done uh, that, you know, that surprised us at the time. Not that we're surprised by uh, the fact that God can do them, but it, nevertheless, it is still amazing to see him do it. So Absolutely. Pastor, i tell this story about when we first met and uh, about a, a car situation. Mm-hmm. This was back in... <laughs> Uh, I, I, and I don't, I, I don't know if we said this to you the other night, but if this happened in 2007, and we, and we had just met, and I think we only met, this was like two or three weeks into our relationship. You know, we were basically just started dating. But anyway, I, uh, I was having car issues, and I, uh, uh, Sandy said. Uh, uh, I think that you probably need to get a new car. I said, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm, I'm working, and I need to probably get my money together and and uh, uh, and get a new car because the car that I was driving it was having issues, and I had to pray to get the car basically started most of the time. But anyway, I I, I went to the dealer. It was the dealer there in Fort Worth, down off of 20, 20 in uh campus uh campus uh campus road. But anyway, we went in there, and I told the I told the uh, the dealer, I said I need a new car, and it, and it was just it wasn't a new car, but it was a uh, it was a used car, and I found the car that I wanted and everything. We did up the paperwork and everything like that. And he says, uh, uh, he says, come on in, and I said, all right. Uh, and <laughs> once I uh, once I got at, got to my car that morning, I said the car would not start. So I basically I. I prayed and I said, Lord, let me get this car started. We prayed and, together. Yeah, we prayed together to get the car started, and we got the car started, and we and I got it to the dealership. And when I got to the dealership, we, you know, oh, we did the paperwork, and I drove off. And as I drove off, and I said, Wow, thank you, God. And I didn't have any down payment and everything like that. And uh, 
he we we did the paperwork and everything, and I drove off the lot. And as I drove off the lot, I said, thank you, Jesus, for getting me a new car, a car that started every day. <laughs> and uh, and, and I, I drove it for 12 years. But anyway, to, 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 make, to make a long story longer, <laughs> but anyway, a few days later on, the auto, uh, uh, the dealership called me and asked me, how do I get your car started? I said, that's not my car anymore. <laughs> Well, you know, he tells the story so casually. I just remember the story so much more vivid because I saw God was showing us both something as a couple because we really weren't a couple at the time. And it's really difficult when you first meet somebody to tell them all about the issues that you're having. You know, that's something you would never tell anybody about the issues that you're having. Those are things that you keep to yourself because you, you're trying to make an impression on somebody. You know, especially if you feel like this person um, that I just met has it all together. They've got this going on and they've got that going on and everything. And here it is. You have this situation. But there were more, there were more issues then he's telling right now. And I don't know, maybe he wants to keep that. Okay, he says I can share it. I'm going to share it. <laughs> okay, so what makes it so miraculous? Yeah, because I'm like, there's nothing to be ashamed of. We all go through things. And so um, the thing was, there was a couple of things that you would think there's no way on God's green earth that I'm going to be able to get a car. So he had a bankruptcy. He was still under bankruptcy. That was one of the issues that made this thing so amazing, right? So how's he going to go get a car? You've got a bankruptcy. I'm like, oh, say it to myself because he's sharing these things with me. And I'm like, I can't believe he's sharing these things with me. And then not only is it a bankruptcy, but then I said, well, do you have any money to put down on it? I don't have any money to put down on it. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you have no money to put down on it? And, you know, and I'm saying to myself, you know, I'm like, man, this is, this is like almost impossible. You know, but it's kind of like the situation where, you know, I'm talking to the headhunter the same way. He says, I don't think that's going to happen. But look, this is why we were on the phone, and I told him, I said, well, look. I said, this is where we have an opportunity to really exercise our faith. Do you believe in God? Do you believe God can do it? And we're on the phone, and we're talking like this and everything. And he says, yeah, I believe God can do it. Well, let's pray. And we sat there, we started praying, and I'm telling you, we were going and we were seeking God in, in a mighty way. And I said, well, you're going to go out there and the car is going to start. And sure enough, he goes out there and the car starts. The car starts, oh, wow, he gets wow. it up to the dealership, gets it to the dealership and everything with all of these marks against him, everything imaginable against him, Right. He's able to go in, sign the papers, and, and leave the lot with a new car. Okay, it wasn't new. It was a used car. But, boy, did it serve its purpose. I mean, when you were talking about this car lasting 12 years. <laughs> actually, actually, we just got rid of the car of last, uh, last October. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a few months ago. And wow. so, you know, the thing, the thing about that is that I took from this is I thought to myself, when have I ever met a young man who believed in God like I believe in God, 
that we can sit here and pray together and go to God together and watch him answer. It was amazing. Amen. And I think that just kind of sealed the deal for me as far as I'm like, this is going to be my husband. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be my husband. And look what happened. Because I, we needed to be equally yoked, and it's so difficult to be equally yoked. But I need, we needed to find someone who believed like we believe. When we marry somebody who doesn't believe like we believe, then you know that you're out there all practically by yourself. God made for man and woman to become one, and we're supposed to be this powerful force when we become one. But we've got to be equally yoked in order for that to happen. So even though this situation happened with the car and everything, I think there was super, something supernatural about the whole event that was supposed to open our eyes to see what we had here, right? Because that had never taken place before in my life where I just met someone who, you know, uh, that believed in God, first of all, that goes to church, you know, it was just so difficult to find a young man that was sold out for Jesus. And, and you know, and I said, when we came together and that, and that prayer was answered, just like that, I mean, right after that prayer, he went out there and started that car up. And it was crazy. It tried all morning. <laughs> well, you know what, so, uh, uh, Sister uh, Cassandra and, 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 and Brother Ronnie, listen, listen, there is millions and I do mean millions of testimonies just like that. What's strange to me, and this is how you know we live in a fallen world, that uh, Satan, because of mankind giving it to him, has become the god of this world or the Elohim of this world. Folks, it's all around you. And it's a blackout to make sure that these types of stories don't make the news. It's not, it's, we live in a climate or culture where it's not popular to say these kinds of things. And so you got a lot of people that just don't believe, but there are miracles all around us. And I think, I, Mr. Um, Cassandra and Brother Ronnie, the sad thing is many of us will die Many of our people, and all people really, will die not believing when they are a miracle themselves. Every day you look in the mirror, we we overlook it, we downplay it, but the functioning of your body, I mean, just the fact one heartbeat and you're not here, you've had billions of heartbeats, and what make your heart beat? I mean, really, what, what mm-hmm. does it? I mean, we are a miracle when we look in the mirror every single day. The way the eyes work, you have to be a doctor to understand what I'm saying. The way these eyes operate, the veins, blood vessels, brain, the brain is a computer. It's just amazing. The body, the body is the biggest miracle we've been given. Not to even start looking at stuff outside of the body. Just what's going on in the body. But then when you look outside of the body, it's even more glorious. His glory is all around us. The problem is, and even with the problem with this show, people listening, I should say, not the show itself, 
But the problem with you, the listeners, some of you, is you've been conditioned and programmed not to see Yah or God all around you, all throughout your body. Just because you may not claim the Father trying to live uh, according to the way the Christ is showing us, it doesn't mean you're not a part of this great miraculous earth and, and this spiritual world. No, you're part of it. I'm reminded of Romans 1 that talks about nature speaking about this God, about this Elohim, how great he is. It says, so thou art without excuse, O man. Even nature itself saying there's a higher being. That is a miracle. Folks look at the dead to be raised and the limbs to grow out and all of this. There's miracles all around you. Whether or not we believe enough for those other miracles to happen, that's a whole other story. But Sister Cassandra just said something that was powerful. You have to marry like faith. Do not be unequally yoked because when you're weak, guess what? Your spouse is strong. Very seldom the two people are all the way down. I don't know how how the father, that's another miracle. How is it? Two people is never all the way down at the same time. One is always more encouraging than the other, if it's just a little bit. So, sister, Cassandra just said something very powerful, being, uh, being not unequally yoked as the Bible says his son have so you've got to be around the fire brothers and sisters this is why I told my children not too long ago uh, Pastor Ronnie and, and Pastor Kassan this is what I said to them my biggest fear I shouldn't even probably confess this before the spiritual realm but I did I told them the biggest fear wasn't not that they um you know, end up poor or something like that, or they don't go to college or they don't graduate from school. Or My biggest fear is is their network. I just don't want them to choose a network. I think what I was saying to them was your network is going to determine how far you go in life. You've got to be around powerful people. You've got to be around fire because not all of y'all are going to be down. When y'all go out to eat, I, I, I'm piggybacking on, on Sister Cassandra talking about being equally yoked. If you're around believers, somebody is going to be on fire. Not everybody's flame is going to be dim at the same time. My wife has helped me many, many, many times when I have been discouraged. So I just wanted to just hit that right there when she was talking about being equally yoked. And I'm out. I just have to say that, Sister Cassandra, just really was on my spirit. Oh, no, thank you, thank you. Because, I mean, that's a, if anything, the miraculous was what happened, but also that God will do the miraculous as a signal to us in many ways. He's trying to show us something more than that issue. Like you have that issue. That issue didn't last any time. But it gave me such a profound outlook on who I was dealing with. And so, and also for him, because, you know, for him to, to share those things with me, first of all, 
And rather than someone down, you know, I didn't. I never had one of those lists. You know, this man has to have this. This man has to have that. I don't even understand that. I'm like, God bless me. So if he if he tags up with me, we we both gonna be blessed. I was I wasn't necessarily looking for that. And so you know, and and so but it was it was very refreshing, you know, that you know he would open up his mouth and pray. You know, and I know that with all of the uh, all of us, you know, the co-hosts and everything, that we have had uh, this long-term relationship with God and everything, and we are, you know, have been uh, we we may be what we call prayer warriors, you know, in a lot of sense. But you know, um, the when, in our younger days and things like that, you don't necessarily expect that. And so, just for us to believe together and have something to happen, can you imagine a lifetime of that? Let's stand and believe together on this and watch something happen, because that's what that's what it was signaling to me. And so, yes, I, I agree with you, and that's the thing that we really need to pass on to our children, right? If you're, uh, your success is going to be in that person that you marry, because that person can either uh, catapult you, you know, you can be catapulted together in in, uh, in the spirit realm, or they may yes. hinder you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that old thing, that old thing. They can either make you or break you, and and you have to watch that. And like I said, we we operate more spiritually than we give credit to, because I always say that we walk in two worlds simultaneously. That you know, when God opens your eyes into the spirit realm, I I look at things spiritually first. And then naturally, because guess what? It's going to manifest itself in the natural. That's why I opened up with that scripture about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, because all the enemy works through is flesh and blood. He worked through flesh and blood with, guess what? Our first spiritual parents, which was Adam and Eve. He basically took their eyes off of or out of the spiritual realm, which God told him, don't eat of it. And he, he, he said he, 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 he got them to look in the natural. He, he got them that the fruit was good because God said everything that he made at that time before they sent fell, everything was good. So we, 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 have to, we, feel, we have to basically analyze everything that we basically see and touch and everything. And God will basically give you, you know, if you ask for those, those particular gifts, saying, God, open up my eyes to certain things. Guess what? God is going to open up your eyes, and then you are going to start to walk in faith and not by sight. And then once you see those particular miracles starting to happen before you, it's like I said, you start to work out. You know, you can only do 10 push-ups at the time, and the next thing you know, down the road, you're doing 25, 35, 40 push-ups at one time. And you say, how did I get that? But you continue, you have to continue to believe God, and that's the thing that we have to operate in, is, is believe, believing in God. And we just have to know, hallelujah, that unbelief still works in in some of us. And we just have to ask God, say, help my unbelief to have my faith grow stronger in you. It's stronger in God. Uh, and that's why that power couple thing. Uh, that couple thing is so important because you know even if you have a, um, a, 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 a a spit I would say of doubt a speck of doubt you know it's that other person that can encourage you mm-hmm. that other person that can remove that doubt 
you know, and so have you standing together. Sometimes it's just because my husband believes. I'm like, oh, okay, he believes. Okay, I'm going with it. Let's do it, you know, and so you need that. We really need that. And so as we um, are hoping that uh, young people are able to listen to this show, if they want to hear about the supernatural, if they don't believe in God, if they do believe in God, and how the power of God works, we want them to know. Because if you want to beat the devil in his own arena, you're going to have to operate in the power of God. Believe that you serve and believe in a God that's more powerful than anything. The enemy has no power. His only power to me is deception. And so when you were saying that, that's the whole point that I was making about reading those scriptures is that if the enemy can convince you not to believe, Mm -hmm. whether it's, uh, we were saying earlier today, uh, Pastor and I were having a conversation. How does God stop the body of Christ? I mean, how does uh, the enemy stop the body of Christ? You know, he can stop us before we're ever born in abortion. He can stop you in the womb, and you never even get to see the light of day. That doesn't take much effort. If the enemy can convince us to, to murder our seeds in our wombs, which is supposed to be the safest place for any child, then he's taken that all power away from that person. That person can never be activated in the kingdom of God, can never have the opportunity to work for God. And then he has levels. Okay, that didn't work. They were born. Now what happens? He makes sure that parents don't bring their children to church, that parents are nonbelievers. Because if the parents are nonbelievers, when will the child ever be introduced to Christ? See, the earlier you're introduced to Christ, you don't fall away as far away as you would um, as an adult as you would if you never heard of Jesus until you were an adult. See, the sooner the better when it yeah, comes right. to learning about God, learning about Christ, learning uh, to love him and to believe in him and to trust in him. Perfect time to, to come to Christ. And yet you have churches every single day saying children don't understand. Well, I gave you guys my testimony about being four years old. So, you know, my thing is we do understand. Children do understand. And if that child says that he wants to give his life to Christ, by all means allow that child to give his or her life to Christ. Who would be the one to tell a child that he or she cannot give their life to Christ? And what if they, what if they don't come back after that? See, it's different levels the enemy is trying to get them to, right? I've heard people say, well, I was forced to go to church when I was a child, and I said I was never going to force my children to go to church. You know what I asked them? See, it works when you have the Holy Spirit living in you. You know how to respond to things that you never knew you knew how to respond to. See, when someone told me that, I asked them, I said, well, do you wake them up and force them to go to school? Yeah, I force them to go. Then why you can't force them to go to church? See, that's, a, that's a, pl- a ploy of the devil. That's a devilish ploy. And because you didn't like it, you're putting it off on your child to not uh, allow them to come to the safest place for themselves. Children can't always be in our presence. Children can, We cannot always keep our eyes on our children. What, what can take care of and look out for our children more than God? When our children get in trouble, whose name do we want them to call on? 
Why? Because there was a child that was abducted in a, a car abduction. I remember the child was saying that they started singing this song. And uh, it was a song that had the name of Jesus, and they just kept singing it, and they kept singing it, kept singing it. Yes. Yeah, but the, but the child kept singing the song, and the, and the man stopped the car and put the child out on the side of the road. So this is what I'm talking about. Our children need that protection. Right? And what is the next level? By that time, so much happens to them. Yes. And, Sister, you, you brought back a lot of memories, and you said that just a little side road, but that that was a powerful, powerful event. That was a miracle right there. Since we're talking about uh, miracles, devils, angels, spiritual warfare, what, she's, what Sister Cassandra is saying, there was a gentleman that picked up a young boy in Atlanta, I think it was, and he was going to do harm. And the little kid, he was taking the kid somewhere. We don't know if he's going to kill him or what. But the little kid started singing every praise to our God. He kept singing. And the man told the boy, stop singing. Now, right then and there, most kids would have stopped singing. Grown man, you scared. He done took, He was he was tending to his animal. He had a dog or something. He was feeding him or something. And the man says, stop singing, kept singing. And the guy pulled over and let him out. And so Hezekiah Walker, it's his song, Every Praise. But, uh, he made the news. Hezekiah even sought him out and went to and went to and meet him. And it made national attention. But that was that was right there, a miracle, brothers and sisters, because killers don't let you go because you're singing a song. Yeah, but that child knew God. And the Absolutely. devil knew that he would have he would have to pay. He would have to pay. Because God's gonna take care of his children. God's gonna take care of his children. And when it's a child that belongs to God, just like we belong to God, when we're walking in righteousness, walking in the spirit and following after God, guess what? The devil has no right to us. Now we can give him access, but he has no right to us. And we've got to recognize when he's there. We've got to be the ones to recognize when he comes so that we don't open the door for him, right? When we talk about Genesis 4, when we're talking about how Cain responded, right? And God asked him, why has thou countenance fallen? See, that spirit, there was a negative spirit, a wicked spirit that fell on him in order for him to become angry, irate. And so God is showing us that a lot of times our responses to things will uh, open the door to sin. And look how much sin it opened to Cain. Because even after that conversation that God had, we said, God, God told Cain, if thou doest well, what did he say? Will, will you not be accepted? If thou doest well, will you not be accepted? God said, you're responsible for your, my, your own response. For the things that happen to your in your life, you can't blame your brother because I didn't accept your offering. You have to blame yourself. And so, so often we put the blame on somebody else, but it's our attitude, it's our countenance, it's us opening up the door of sin that allows the enemy to come in and wreak havoc. And so, his little his anger, his countenance falling turns into murder and lying about it, right? 
and 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 what I like to say is getting fly with God. You know, am I am I my brother's keeper? Oh, I mean, how many violations did he have in this one instance? And that's what happens to a lot of us when we don't recognize. Cain has a, a Cain could have turned the whole situation around and said, "Lord, you're right. I'm sorry." No, even after God talked with him. It festered in him to the point that he wanted to go have a, confront his brother. So we've got to be careful about this stuff. We've got to repent and repent quickly when it comes to sin like that. And you want to live like this little boy was living. The, the, the enemy knew that he didn't have access to this little boy. He did not have the right to this little boy. And Amen. so, you know, we've got to... And how the spirit, spirit world works, you know, when our children are small, we come and we bring them to, to bless our children and things like that. But what are we really saying? You know, Pastor Ronnie and I pray for household salvation from the time that, you know, uh, the children are, are, were small up until they were grown, right? And we still pray for household salvation. We pray for household salvation for their households, <laughs> you know. So we're going to keep this thing going. Pastor, and so, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah? I wanted to uh, uh, kind of, uh, you know, as hosts, you have to think about the, some of the callers and what kind of questions they may have. Uh, so I want to ask a question. I would think a, a couple of things that's on my heart. One of them is to talk about the need to know, the need to know. I know people are excited about the, the spiritual realm, but really and truly, What's the desperate need here? Why do they need to know uh, about miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare? Of course, we know, but I would like to t- hit that. But I also like to, uh, that's number one, make a note of that, please. But I also want to talk about those that say, uh, uh, Pastor Ronnie was talking about the faith and so forth. How do people, uh, people that are listening, if they're listening, obviously that topic are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real. That means there has to be a question. People that know it's real not going to tune in. People that may have a question is going to tune in because they've had some type of an encounter and they don't know how to explain it, or they just enticed by just having that kind of power. So let's talk about and my second question is how do you get – to the degree to believe. We did hit it already. Obviously, I have answers, but I want to interview y'all now. I'm interviewing you guys, and then after y'all go for it, I'll share what I have. But all right off the bat, uh, brothers and sisters, I can tell you this. The Bible says faith comes by hearing hearing the word of, of y'all, hearing the word of God. We already talked about fellowshipping with believers. These are the grounds I already covered. We talked about fellowshipping with like-minded individuals. Uh, we talked about, uh, again, marrying uh, people and having friendships for people that, that have that fire, I call it. Pastor Ronnie, if you could, and then uh, Pastor uh, Cassandra, how do they get closer? How do they get the faith? Well, I just want to start with that first question. I'm going to let uh, Pastor Ronnie take over. Um, but that was my point that I was making in reading those scriptures and explaining what happened, uh, you know, in the situation with Pastor and I um, in, that, in that particular moment. The thing is, is if the devil can convince us 
that miracles are not real, that angels are not real, that spiritual warfare is not real, that the spiritual realm is not real. He's already won the battle. Yes. Because if you don't, if you don't believe in the times that you most need it, you're not going to ask God. There are preachers and teachers out there that are telling people that the, the supernatural was only given to the apostles. Where, where was that written? It did not say that. The scriptures didn't say that. I'm sure Pastor Ronnie's going to bring that up in just a second here um, as well. But that's the thing that we have to know. Don't let the enemy. The enemy is the only power that the enemy has is deception. So I had a, a, a you know, I think amen, I talked about amen. this before, that the young man, a friend of mine whose wife was sick, and I know he loved his wife so much. He loved his wife. I've never seen a man love a woman so much. And it was just refreshing to see. But the woman was diagnosed with cancer. It may have been loving her too much. If you, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to sit here and tell, say that I love my husband more than I love God. I don't want to love anything more than I love God. And that's to his advantage, right? It's to his advantage, to my own advantage. You know, that's what keeps people pure and right uh, and, and treating each other right because of the love that we have for the Father. But this young man, I had talked to him and I said, do you believe? And I know that he had been in prison, and he had, you know, he had been with the Muslim uh, the, uh, faith for a while, the Nation of Islam, and then he uh, turned away from the Nation of Islam. But when I sat, I told him, I said, well, let's pray. He's like, I've already prayed. I have other people praying. I said, but we haven't prayed together. Have you prayed to God for your wife? See, I told him, I said, it may not be about you at all. It may be about your about, I mean, it may not be about your wife and her illness at all. It may be about you because I knew his wife had, was born again. But I said, why won't you ask God to heal your wife? And it was something he outright refused to do. He would not pray to God to heal his wife, and he certainly was not going to do it in the name of Jesus. And so wow. with that being said, you know, a few days later, his wife died, and, you know, we had to go to the funeral and everything, and it was the saddest moment. I just kept thinking in the back of my mind, what if he had prayed? What if he had prayed? What if he had prayed? You know, and so that's the thing about it. Don't be so stubborn. Somebody in your family may, may need that, their prayer answered, and it may come down to you being the one to pray for them. Just think about Lot, if Abraham wasn't his a uh, uh, family member. He went to God on behalf of Lot. And so that's the thing that we have to think about. We have more responsibility to others in our lives than we do just to ourselves. So just think about all the blessings you miss out on, all the miracles you miss out on, the healing and everything else, to know that you didn't have to die of that particular thing. And so, you know, that's the thing to me. I hate to see people, especially within the body of Christ, not pray for healing, not pray for their marriage, not pray for their children. It's, it's practically like turning them, turning them over to the enemy. So with that, let, let, I'm going to let Pastor finish. Yeah. Uh, just piggybacking a, a little bit on what uh, my wife just said, 
I remember back, and this was when I just had gotten saved. I mean, I wasn't saved no more than four or five months. And I, 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 was, I was gung-ho about the word and everything like that. And uh, I went out and I was, I was talking with a, I can't remember the particular person, and they said, can you pray for, or, or, can you pray for me? I said, uh, well, I'll, I'll go back at church and I'll have my pastor, or we, we, can, we, we can pray over your situation. And, and, and this is one of the things that my pastor catapulted me into prayer at this time. I mean, he gave me a, a, negative, rebu- a negative rebuke. He says, uh, Brother McCray, he says, why can't you pray for that person? I said, oh, my God. I said, because uh, I, I came, I said, Pastor, I said, this person want, uh, wanted me to pray for, uh, uh, pray with them. And I said, I want you to, pr-. I said, I know the person's name. And I said, let's pray for him. He says, why couldn't you pray for him right then? Mm. So, you know, the scriptures tell us, like you said earlier, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then once you start to get that faith, in you to pray for somebody, guess what? It's not our responsibility to, uh, to to see that person get well. We just have to be obedient to what the word says. And that brings me back to uh, uh, your, your second question about uh, uh, about the faith. How can we get our faith to grow? We get our faith to grow is by saying and seeing the, the miraculous happen as we speak the word of God, Amen. you know that uh, the story of the of the fig tree comes to mind. In the in the fig tree, you know when Jesus walked up to that fig tree, he didn't find no figs on that tree, and he spoke to the tree. He spoke faith. He he, he spoke faith-filled words over that tree. He said, "No man eat fruit from you <laughs> from here on out." And then the very next day. The disciples walked by and seen the tree dead from the roots up. And, you know, the rest of that scripture says uh, in, in uh, Matthew, the 23rd verse, but I always like to say that that 22nd verse where it says, have faith in God. What chapter? Uh, Mark 11, Mark 11:22, And it says, uh, Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. The same thing that Jesus did. By speaking to that tree, we can do the same things having our faith exercised by speaking what God says. And that's the thing that God said back in uh, Luke, the fourth chapter, when he was tempted in the wilderness. He always quoted what God said. And what God says, God cannot lie. So if God said it, it's going to come to pass. It may not come to pass the way that we we may want it to come to pass at that particular time because Jesus walked walked with without a measure of faith at that time. His faith was uncharted. <laughs> so we, as we start to grow in Christ, you know, like I said before, we may be able to do five push-ups at the time, but down the road, your your, your push-ups may be <laughs> catapulted to a, a, a fifty a fifty push-up level or a hundred push-up level to where your faith should grow. It says, verily, uh, verily, I say unto you that whosoever, it didn't say uh, a particular, uh, <laughs> it, it didn't say uh, just the pastor or the, the prophet or the, the, the preacher or the teacher, 
It says, Who, whomsoever shall say unto this mountain, or whatever particular situation that you're in, glory to God, be thou removed, be cast out into the sea, and shall not doubt. See, that's what happens a lot of times. We doubt that it's going to happen. It's not going to happen to me. But God wants us to get the doubt out. Amen. Hallelujah. He says doubt in his heart, so doubt in our minds. Our minds say, oh, that will never happen to me. But he says, but shall believe that those things which he said, hallelujah, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he has said. So that's when we can get to believe our faith. We have to grow our faith up. See, God gives us a measure of faith, and we got to grow it up. By hearing the word of God continuously, like you said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And God knows that you're growing your faith because you what? You're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God. And when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added to us because we are applying or uh, 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 seeking God for our faith to grow. So we have to seek God in order for our faith to grow. Go ahead there, Seth. Amen, amen, amen. Well put, very well put, very well put. I'm going to just say the same thing Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra just said. See if you hear a difference. I don't think it's a difference in what I'm saying. Get to know the Father. When he amen. Speaks, be, it, be it to you directly or through his word, you're getting to know the Father. Just like you would get to know your earthly father You know, you say, I'm coming over, we're going fishing When he comes over, you see his mannerisms You see the way he talk You see what's important to him You see when he raises his voice If he ever raises his voice If you, if your father's one of those that raises his voice You see what he get excited about You see what he teaches you while you're fishing On the way to your fishing trip Or wherever y'all going to go Do you hanging out with your father Or maybe he's just talking with you Or maybe y'all going to lunch or breakfast or something you just hear your father. We call that the word. That's all we're doing is learning how the father is through the relationships of others in the scriptures. It is secondhand, uh, but he also speaks to us directly. So you either get a secondhand through the word or you get it directly from his spirit. I think that's the same thing they was just saying, just his word, and then see him. Miracles. Brothers and sisters, is nothing more than just watching the Father do anything. I mean, this is a person we can't see, right? So anytime he does anything, it's a miracle. If he speaks to us and we get insight, that's a miracle. With us hanging out with the Father, anything he does is a miracle. Because, again, we can't even see this. So anything we tell somebody he do is going to be outside of the taste, touch, smell five-sense realm, or six-sense realm, whatever, you know. My point is anything, anything the most high does is a miracle. Can't say that enough. So I believe, like the McCrae's believe, we got the, it's his words, it's his behavior, which we call miracles. And, folks, that's how we get to know those of you that are asking that question, that are tuning in. Uh, chat room on the phone lines. Again, if you have any questions or comments for myself or our guest, 
Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra McCray. Go ahead and press one on the phone lines. We'll get that question or comment to them. If you have a question in the chat room, go ahead and type your question, and we'll get that question to them as well. Again, if you turn to the Fossil Stone Network, where we are declaring that the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of Yah is at hand, brothers and sisters. What does that mean? That just means it's on display. We are born-again believers. That's that's strange. We're related by the Spirit. That's strange. We're talking about there's a being that exists. That's strange. We're saying that he can can penetrate your life in the natural and do miracles. That's strange. We're talking about evil spirits that's coming against us. That's strange. We're talking about angels that are working for us. That's strange. We're talking about the Holy Spirit in other shows, and I'm sure tonight, that impart unto us nine manifestations of pure power that set us apart from other beings. Not that we're better than anybody because we're not better than nobody. It's these gifts that make us all of that. All this is happening in the supernatural. So tonight's show, and then I'm coming to you, Brother Pastor Ronnie. Tonight's show are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real. My brothers and sisters, it is what's real. This realm. If anything was fiction and temporary, it's this realm. These bodies are a time capsule. After a while, they expire. In 100 years, I say in 150 years, nobody on this earth is going to be on this earth. In 150 years, no trees, all the trees will probably have changed the way they look. Everything will just be reborn. I don't know how long trees live, but I'm just saying, brother, this is the temporary right here. We're talking about what is real tonight. Pastor Ronnie? Oh, man, you said, a, you said a mouthful, and it just had my mind going in different directions. And, you know, like you were saying, that, see, we live in these bodies that are basically, the scripture says, uh, 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 we, we're, we're supposed to be guaranteed 70 years, but... You know, some of us may last a little bit longer or less, depending on our call and our mission for God. You know, we just had a discussion the, uh, the other night about uh, uh, about James. You know, when James uh, in the uh, oh, was it the twelfth chapter of the book of uh, Acts there, to where uh, uh, King uh, King Herod took James's life, but in that same chapter. He spared Peter's life, and he spared Peter's life because a prayer was going on for him, but prayer could have been uh, sent forth for James that James' life could have been uh, uh, spared a little bit longer. But our lifespans are a lot different to where when God calls us for a particular season, or, or <laughs> we don't know how long that our life is going to be here. But uh, in that other aspect to where I was going to bring out to where, you know, we are supposed to do good. We are supposed to do good. You know, in Acts, the 10th chapter, in that 38th verse, you know, us as believers, we are supposed to be the anointed ones, uh, if, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. And that scripture says how, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
with the Holy Ghost in power, who went about doing good. See, when we go out in the natural every day, we're supposed to go out to do good, just not on our normal schedules and everything, but guess what? Good can come in, in uh, the good that's in God is in us. You know, the scripture says that greater is he who is in in me or in you than he that is yeah. in the world, destroying yeah. the works of the enemy. See, when we go out to do good, see, we are a miracle. We are, we are walking miracles or, or bottled miracles. So when we walk out there, we don't know what we're going to come in contact with, and we are supposed to do good and destroy all the works of the enemy. So if you go out to the gas station and somebody is bent over, you can go over there and say in the name of Jesus, like, the, uh, like speaking to the fig tree, come out of the person uh, or speak over that person's life. You, you could ask them, you say, can I pray for you or can I, uh, uh, can, can I assist you in some way? And we are supposed to do that. See, we, you know, the miracles that are, that are to be on display they're, 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 they're basically in us because of God, because the God that's inside of you wants to come out and, and put himself on display. See, a lot of times, you know, we don't think that it can happen for us because uh, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not an apostle, I'm not a pastor, a preacher, a teacher. But the, but the mighty working power of God is in you and I, in, all, in, in every believer. In every believer, but we just have to operate. We have to operate by what we hear in the word and, uh, and what we see God do. He says we can do the same things also. Greater works than these, he says. But guess what? We, like my wife was saying, a lot of times uh, the word of God is uh, 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 diminished in us. Oh, that, that doesn't work anymore in this day and age. Why, does the, why doesn't it work in this day and age right now? See, the enemy has taken us out of the power realm and just saying that, yes, I, I believe in God, but the, uh, but, the, but the power in the display is not for this day. So the enemy can get to be our heads up every day with sickness and disease. See, we get more credit for what the enemy is doing than what God can do in us. Go ahead there, Brother Seth. Well, that's, that's well, you know, how... Go ahead, Sister, uh, Pastor Cassandra. Yeah, I was just going to add to that because I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, when um, when we open up our lives to sin, I think a lot of times it hinders us and we don't understand it. When it says, seek ye the kingdom of God, it says, and his righteousness that those things come hand in hand. I don't want anything to hinder my prayer, to hinder my operation in uh, uh, and performance in this. You know, I don't want to misrepresent God. I don't want to be, or I, I really, I can't say that I am an ambassador if I would go out there um, and continue to sin or have a sinful lifestyle, whether my sin is in the open or whether my sin is hidden. God knows, right? If I want to be effective in the kingdom, one thing we know about Jesus is that he was sinless. You know, why was Jesus able to perform some of the things that the apostles were not? Is it because he was sinless? So the more we're walking step in step with with God and what he says to do for us to obey his commands, you know, I, I really do believe that that has a lot to do with it. 
And so, you know, even though, you know, there are people, and we were talking about this, this goes back to the question that you originally asked, that how can people believe? Well, first and foremost, um, you will know by those things that are answered, you know, but you won't believe if you're wanting to live life your way and you're not living life God's way and your, and your prayer doesn't get answered, why wouldn't we want to try another way? So if I'm, if I'm living any kind of way I want to and my prayer wasn't answered, maybe let me see what would happen if I uh, live the way God is telling me to live and see if my prayer will be answered. See, God, he tells us to test him. If you're not sure about what the word of God says and if you want to believe or want to know whether or not what uh, some ministers are teaching is true or not true, you can try it. Amen. Now, and if you and if you put that sin away, you repent of that sin, and you ask God for what you need, and He answers, then you've got your own answer. And see, that's why the Bible tells us to study to show thyself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right? He said, "A man, a worker that needeth not be ashamed." Why are we ashamed? Because even when we don't hear, when we hear somebody teaching something that is not scriptural. We believe it. It's nothing more than Satan deceiving. So we've got to be very careful about who we listen to. And because, like you said, we've got to get to know the Father. How do we get to know the Father? Get to know his word. When we know his word, when someone tells, when the enemy talked to Jesus and tried to tempt Jesus, Jesus responded to him every single time with the word of God. And so what Pastor and I talked about in that first scenario, we talked about prayer. This is the power of prayer. Why? How do you get those miracles uh, to happen? How do, you, how do you fight against the spiritual warfare, right? How do you set those demons to flight, right? How do you summon your angels? Through prayer. And so this is the thing. You're, and when we're some angels, I'm saying that God utilizes them. We, well, of course, we're praying to God, but God is the one who, who, who charges the angels with mission on our behalf. So we've got to look at that as one way. And I wanted to um, give this, uh, this well, story. Well, hold on. Go sister, ahead. Um, Pastor Cassandra, before you go with that story, please hold that. We want to hear that for sure. For sure, for sure. But we have a hand that went up, and I don't want them holding too long. And so we want to see what question they may have for you or myself or what what they have. So let's go to the phone lines, if that's okay with y'all. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines. We have area code 843-344. Uh, we'd love to know your name and what city you're calling from and how you heard about the program. Again, your name you want to go by the city you're calling from, and how did you hear about the program? Please, your line is now open. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this evening, first, I'd like to bless you all for um, having me on the show and um, responding to me with such the kindness and encouragement within the chat. I do not go yes. by the yes. name Full, Full Moon Rage any longer. That was an old blog talk radio name that I used long ago. Um, my name is Micah. I am calling you from Georgetown, South Carolina. Okay. And uh, I, I would like to first, uh, because so well, I don't seem like it? I'm over talking. How, how how did you hear about it? Actually, I was honestly led to you this evening. I 
constantly scroll the blog talks and I look for what resonates. When I feel that there's a message that either I need to hear or give an exchange for to assist another. But as I have seen so far, listening to all of you, um, you folks require no existence. You are very much in touch with the Lord. Well, thank you. But um, I would just like, go ahead, sir. No, I was just saying, go ahead with your comment. Okay, I just wanted to give a brief testimony as I relayed. Um, I was, you know, I'm about to be 50 years old this year. I was raised a Southern Baptist church in church every Sunday uh, and training union on Wednesday. And I always had a fascination, but I was always that person asking the questions that, you know, I look back and go, well, I was a child, but I was a very curious child. I asked the questions that you weren't supposed to ask. Well, at least from the answer I got, that was not an answer, you know, um, simple, where did God come from, uh, things of that nature, just curious, innocent things from a child. But what I didn't realize then is there was something programming me for disbelief. There was something programming me to keep me away from the spirit of the Lord, even then. And um, whether you would uh, refer to it as a temptation of the devil or just a block until I was ready and had matured enough to understand the truth, then I would have to, um, I, I, I would actually have to be impartial on both sides because the past really does not matter how I got to this point now. But in 2019, I had an experience while living inside of a home that was showing me things that I scientifically could not write away. Um, some people refer to them, and uh, and I hate you know the stigma that it gives, but some people refer to them as paranormal activity or things of that nature. Or, um, but mine would have been a bull blast poltergeist, <laughs> if you would call it that. And then that of the strange evil that I realized I had moved into that I had not brought myself, that it was reaching to me. I had a situation I will not go into detail of, but it was a full body manifestation of someone standing in my door. And I felt with them darkness and I felt them offer me many things. And I looked to that doorway, confused and thinking, as a human would, who is this intruder in my room? And I spoke politely and told them, you might want to leave right now. And they did not. And a beautiful warmth that overshadowed the darkness I was feeling. And it was as if, not a cross, but a point-down long sword of light shot from my left shoulder into that doorway. And that was the last thing I remembered. But when I awoke, laying partially on my bed and partially on the floor, I, I could not help but remember those things. And that's when, for the first time in my life, I prayed with belief, not with negligence, 
not with, well, this is what everyone's taught me to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. No, I prayed because I knew there was something there, and I knew that was not me that performed one of the first miracles of many that I saw in my life. And though mine has a fantastic story, it's my own story. And it's my own way that I walked and walk ever since, knowing with confidence that there is not only a true God, but there is a belief and a love amongst all his people in this world. And from that point on, when I have found people receptive, as you have to understand, you know, you can't just shove something onto someone, or at least I don't, without a, a point of proof. But the people that had known me to be impartial and neutral on all things with religion, encouraging any person that practiced any type of religion in true love and peace and believed in one God of it, I would just simply remind them, the Bible says, I have many names, and for I am a jealous God, there shall be none before me. And um, as I could, you could probably tell, I could carry on with much sweeter words that the Lord has given me, but that's where I will leave it at now. And it's something well, that uh, has changed my life infinitely forever. Well, I'd like to know what uh, the craze I have to say before you run. Say your name again. My name is Micah, Old Testament spelling. Micah, I would love to know what the craze have to say, and then we'll put you on hold and let them finish. Actually, we'll take a break, and then we're going to come back. But uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra, what do you have to say to Micah? Wow, wow. That is so exciting, Micah. I love that testimony. And if you don't do another thing, keep sharing that testimony. You know, I have to, one thing that stood, stood out to me, and it, this has been an issue for a lot of people, and I do believe it, it's the proof that God does not want us to look at pastors and ministers as the answer um, uh, to knowing him, to getting to know him. Um, you know, I say for, not only just for Micah, that, you know, I believe that's just the way God wanted it to happen. Many times we ask questions and pastors don't have the answer. They don't have the answer, you know, and so we've got to realize they're just like you and me. They might have an assignment on their lives. They might be there to teach us, you know, to the word of God and to pastor a church and to keep the flock together and all these other responsibilities that they have, but they don't necessarily have all the answers. But God does. They don't serve as a substitute for our relationship with God. The other thing is um, the, the, the fact that he felt that something was blocking, blocking him from getting into Don't you know that's what the enemy does to all of us? Not in the same way that uh, the, the enemy was doing it to Micah, but that's the enemy's job, to keep us from finding our way to God. That's his job. Each and every, he goes, that's what he does to each and every one of us. And so, you know, that's the, that's the thing about it, that we have to realize that. Um, when I hear so much um, going on about not believing and God isn't real and God didn't create everything and there is no God and all of these things. I said, well, um, 
I said, you know that's the devil's job, right? You know that's Satan's job to convince you of that? Why would he want to convince you of that? Because he doesn't want you to have what God has promised to you because he can never have it. He can never be saved. So he doesn't want us to be saved. And I just believe that with Micah, God was cutting out the middleman. God wants to know us intimately. He wants to be our friend, right? And when we are his friend, you know, he unleashes the mysteries to us. The closer we are to him, he unleashes the mysteries to us. You know, there's not anything that God doesn't do that he doesn't let, our, let his children know about first. He lets us know. And so, you know, I'm just so touched by that testimony, and I'm so glad that, you know, that it happened just the way it happened. Even if you had to go through an experience so much in between the time, and sometimes, you know, when you think about Paul or Saul becoming Paul, he had a Damascus Road experience. Some of us will have Damascus Road experience. It sounds like Micah had a Damascus Road experience. And, you know, if you want to know if fear has any kind of uh, uh, use in the kingdom of God, we know God didn't give us the spirit of fear. But guess what? Fear can send us running into his arms. That's right. And so I appreciate that. If, if, if the fear is bad enough, you will turn to God when there's no one else to turn to. In the spiritual realm, what else, who else is there to turn to but God? So well, I so appreciate that testimony. I appreciate your words uh, with this. I thank you. Okay. Well, Brother Michael, I don't know how much time you have. He was in the chat room, everybody, and so he called the phone line, and I appreciate that. Brother Ronnie, do you have anything uh, quickly before we uh, let Brother Michael? I don't know how much time you have. I'm trying to be sensitive to the callers. Yeah, I was just going to basically tell him just continue to share share your testimony because guess what? You're going to – you're going to bring something out of somebody else who's had the same experience. You know, in the scripture in Joel, uh, it, it tells us that, you know, uh, there's at these, in these end times that God is going to give us uh, dreams and visions. See, you had a vision that, that God exposed you to and that you got to continue to share this with, uh, with the masses, Just, you know, as, as the Spirit leads you. Because, like I said, you're going to help somebody along the line who had a, like a, 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 well, you said a paranormal experience, but you just basically were working in the spiritual realm. And God exposed that to you, and then you, just like with Paul and, and, and all the other uh, mighty men and women of God, you get to share it to bring other people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it just, so they, they, they will think that they're not, uh, crazy or, 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 or weird or anything like that, but God still works today supernaturally through us, <laughs> normal, everyday <laughs> uh, everyday people like you and I. Go ahead there, Brother Seth. Well, I want to thank Micah for calling the show tonight. Micah, any final words really quickly, anything? I would just like to leave you with um, one of the greater things that I've heard few people say but it's something that came to me in my intensive study right after, and not just into the Bible, but the confirmed ancient manuscripts. But all of them led to what is in the Bible, and that is there is only one order that Jesus Christ was ever in the Bible named to be a part of. 
and he was of the order of Melchizedek. And the order of Melchizedek was translated into the priests that were to never know death. And strangely enough, with his resurrection, he defied death. And I think that there, whether it be in my time on this world or another's, just that little bit of information that is factual within our Holy Bible, I believe that a greater number of people would be brought in to the great truth just from that alone. But there are so many more facets that no one's amount of time on blog talk radio could, could ever even begin to touch. And I thank you all for your kind and beautiful words. That was, that was something that I felt. And you must understand I'm only a few years into understanding this spirit and knowing it to be truth. But I would like to think that just being impartial and being neutral, because though I didn't have proof of his existence before, I have it now. I have to be compassionate to my fellow man that may be in the same place I was. And your love and beauty all, I thank you, and a blessed amen to you all. Amen, amen. Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And again, I do appreciate the thank you come from Georgetown. But listen, brothers and sisters, I want to just again remind everybody to press one and come on and share just like the brother did. Actually, let me just play our little show information reminding everybody. I'm just going to go and take a break this time. Um, Crazy, you okay with a break? Yes. Okay, let's take a little right short ahead. break. Uh, I have a few, few things I have to do. Tighten up uh, my my computers and some other things. So I really really appreciate the caller. All right, appreciate the caller. We first started off in the chat room, and, and again, those in the chat room, anybody else in the chat room want to comment or come on the show, uh, feel free to do so. Okay. We right back, brothers and sisters. This is the, sh- the actual song, Sister um, Pastor Cassandra mentioned a young man that was let free from a criminal after being abducted while he was tending to his, uh, I think he had a dog who was feeding his dog, and a criminal picked him up and uh, had really uh, uh, intentions. But he began to sing this song, and the criminal let him go. Actually, we'll do our show uh, information, then we'll play every praise after that. We'll be right back.
While our shows are pointed at solutions and encouragement to Israelites, a.k.a. Jews, in the diaspora, all people can benefit from the truth the Most High is saying through Christ and through His Holy Spirit we call the Ruach HaKadosh sometimes. To the new listeners who want to comment, please call the phone number right there on the promo you're probably looking at. 914-205-5590 Again, the phone number to call Right there on the promo is 914-205-5590 Press 1 uh, In order to comment To any other host or co-host Or any of our guests You'll hear an operator say You're now on the host queue After you press 1 Once you're done commenting Press 1 again, and you'll hear the same operator say, you're now off the host queue. So you have to be on the host queue in order for us to see your hand raised. And then when you get done again, press 1 the second time, and you'll hear her say, you're off the host queue. The reason why it's important to be off the host queue once you've commented, because you may want to come back on again and comment. And then you just simply press 1. Also, I want to remind everybody that we have over 500 shows with hundreds of topics, with different guests from all walks of life, all different ethnic groups. We have people that travel the world, very intelligent people, very educated on our show. And more importantly, a lot of God-centered people, a lot of people led by that Ruach HaKadosh, that Holy Spirit, are sharing on our network. So Google Five Smooth Stones. Blog Talk Radio. That's the fast way to get to us. Google Five Smooth Song Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to enjoy over 500 episodes on various topics uh, at your leisure. Lastly, we want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow the show. Please follow us. It gives us a bigger presence on the net. Plus, you benefit by getting a reminder sent to you anytime we do shows. Uh, we get these little reminders sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you for tuning in to the Five Six Zone Network. Hello. Walker. 
course, as I was sharing earlier, was a little boy by the name of Willie Myrick. Google the story. Willie Myrick was delivered by the lifting up the most high, the backseat of criminal's car. All right, folks, we're back again with tuning into the Bible's own network. I have a crazy in the house. What we're talking about: miracles, devils, angels, spiritual warfare. Um, uh, pastors Rodney and Pastors Cassandra, your line is now open. Go ahead and finish, please. Hold on, hold on. Guys, the muted. Hold on one second. Okay, now you're you are unmuted, right? Well, I took a break, kind of fresh restart the computer. Go right ahead. Yes, I want to tell a story about something that happened to me. This was one of the very first times that I heard the voice of God, and. I, you know, so many, you get so many responses from people when you say, I, I hear the voice of God. A lot of people will say, God doesn't have an audible voice, or God doesn't have this. Or, you know, I'm like, just because it hasn't happened to you or for you, you really can't say that. If you don't believe that God has an audible voice, why would he ever speak to you in an audible voice? He would have to find another way or use another way in order to speak to you. So that's why I'm saying that it's so important for us to understand God and uh, why we would put him in a box anyway or say what he can and cannot do when we know he's the God of the impossible. Uh, is beyond me. I would never say what God cannot do. I would say he cannot lie. He made that clear. We know that. <laughs> but there's not much that God cannot do outside of go against his own nature. And so this was, I must have been around 20, I would say about 22, 23 years old. And at that time, you know, I didn't have any children. And so my nieces and nephews, they got my attention all the time. And so all of my siblings had, um, had children at this time. There were seven children in my family, and they went stair step right down the lane, you know, from my oldest sister, my young, the, her, the one younger than her, my brother. All of them had children. They skipped over me. The other brother had a child, had children, and my two younger sisters had children. Everybody had children but me. And so that made me the, the favorite auntie. And, you know, some of you all may have been in that, in, in that situation of being the favorite auntie or the favorite uncle. But I have to think that God never made it a burden on me that I could have all six or seven of them at the same time and never be bothered by it, right? Only today now, you know, we have, uh, if you don't have like seven or eight uh, car seats in your car, you can't necessarily do that, right? But I would take them with me um, to the park and things like that. And this particular time, I was taking them to Pizza Hut. I thought I would just take them all to Pizza Hut. And we're talking about a bunch of toddlers. And none, none of them were over the age of six years old, right? So, you know, we're talking about from six all the way down, even one, uh, you know, that was a baby. But I had all of these children in the car with me, taking them to Pizza, pizza Hut. And I just remember pulling up at this light. And uh, I was at the, in the front of the, the lane, at the very front. 
And I remember the light turning green, and I heard plain as day, don't go. And as I told you before, it's always a loud whisper with me. It's not a voice voice where I would recognize a person's voice. It's always a loud whisper. But I heard it plain as day, don't go. So, you know, whenever you're getting ready to, to, to turn and you're at an uh, underpass, that means the cars that are coming from your left are going to be right there, right? So when I heard the, I heard the voice say, don't go, I didn't go, but the car next to me did. And someone came from under that underpass and slammed into that car, slammed the car into a pole. And I was just horrified watching that because I knew that it was the voice of God that told me not to go, told me not to go. And it didn't just save my life as a driver because the car would have hit my side, but it also saved the lives of all of these babies that were in the car with me. Yes. And so I was just so amazed because that's when I realized, I mean, I could not deny that it was the voice of God. Satan surely wouldn't be trying to help me or save me. So I knew at that time, being that it was the, like the first time that I had heard the voice, that I knew and recognized it to be God. And I heard that voice from that period on all the way throughout my life. And so it's just so important. As pastor, you know, we, we gave one story and testimony about, uh, you know, a situation with a car. But then on the other side of that, I wanted to give a story also that was related to, you know, being in this car. Because even now today, all the way through my children's childhood, I've always had them. When, they, before we, uh, when I was taking them to school every morning, I would have them, before we pulled out of that driveway, to pray. My children, three and five years old, daycare age. I would have them to pray for us before we pulled out of that driveway, that God would give us traveling grace, traveling mercy, that we would arrive there on time, that we would arrive there safely, that God would cover us and, and, and have us to honor the rules on the road, and that he would uh, enter into the hearts and minds of every other driver. Because right now, you never know what is going on in the spiritual realm because so many people are being used by the enemy to take out those who are going to be effective in the mm -hmm. kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So the enemy found all kinds of ways from the time I was three and four years old, many ways to try to take me out. And every single time he failed because God either gave me warning or God was right there to rescue me. And so I just want to be that encouragement that, like, in everyday life, don't overlook God in everyday life. These are the simple things. Who doesn't get in their car nearly every day and drive somewhere? And I think it's a big risk to get in your car and to drive off without praying. My husband and I do it, and I ask my children, even with them being grown today, when you get in the car, do you pray? I had one son, he was having so many car accidents and everything, we were paying enough insurance to, to buy another house. <laughs> and I just oh. stopped and asked him one day, do you still pray? Do you still pray before you leave this house? 
I had to ask him that because it's little things like that that people think that, you know, well, I'm grown now. I had to do that with my parents, but I don't have to do that now. But now you see the benefit of it. We teach you these things when you're young so that when you're older, you don't depart from them. You had never been into, in a car accident with us, being in the car with us. So now what has happened? What are you doing differently when you're in the car by yourself? You need to be praying for God to cover you and to keep you safe. And, and I so could, yeah, I just wanted to share that story. Uh, well, I appreciate that story. And that story just stirs me up. And I know it is the listeners. Uh, I can think, uh, it's got me thinking a lot of thoughts, like uh, uh, Ronnie was saying earlier when I commented. But, but listen, I believe in that voice. I remember when 911 happened, Oprah and others was interviewing these people. It depends on what show you listen to. Oprah was talking about it, but they was on everybody's show. Those that survived was on all kind of shows. And one of the things I kept hearing was there was a voice. There was a voice that said, don't go to work today. There was a voice that said, go over here, go over there. And I know somebody, if I'm going to be a good host, I've got to think about those that are listening. It's reachable, but they have questions about what you're saying. So a good host will ask questions of those that's on the phone line who are not going to press one, uh, who may be listening, or uh, who may be listening to the future that may have a question. So let me just ask this. Let me just make this comment. To so to those that say, what about those that did go down to nine one one? What about those believers, Christians that did die to early death? What about those that just fill in the blank? This is what I believe. This is Brother Seth Sharon wants to pass the Sharon. They may say something different. I would think the same, but we'll see. I believe that voice, like Sister Cassandra said, is in the little things. Put it like this. What father wouldn't want to tell you a car is coming from your left? What father wouldn't want to tell you don't drink this, it's poison? What father wouldn't want to tell you don't befriend this person, they have a bad spirit? What father would not tell you don't go to work tonight at the World Trade Center? What father would not love his own? So I believe this, brothers and sisters, every single person got a warning. It don't mean because they didn't heed the warning they're less his child than those that did. But that just goes to show you, you don't know what warning is going to save your life. And I say this to myself first. I want to remind myself even this. We have to obey the voice every single time to get that life more abundantly. Otherwise, the thief come in to steal, kill, and destroy when the father cannot protect his own because we can't hear his voice. That brings me to fasting. Just a little quick road, and then we're going to turn it back over to the McCrae's. Again, brothers and sisters, fasting is that thing that humbles us, that 
that that that that causes us to be more sensitive to the spiritual realm, and then we mix prayer with it to pursue the Father. Fasting alone isn't enough because it just makes you sensitive to the spiritual realm. But that prayer, pursuing the Father, with coupled with the fasting, taps into a universal law, a biblical law. You seek, you shall find. So you have to do both. Be sensitive to the Father. There's a lot of other religions that fast, and they just become sensitive to everything in the spiritual realm, evil spirits as well. And you will, too, become more sensitive to evil spirits, but you also be sensitive to the to the Father if you fast and seeking Him in prayer. So I just want to say what what Pastor McCray was saying. She is so right. It's that little voice and little things that can save your life. It's not always the big miracles. It's just that little voice in even in picking friends. You know, a friend is like it's like weight. They can they can take you back years if you got somebody always around you that's full of another spirit. I mean, you can be doing everything right, and they'll take you off course just because they are full of another spirit. So I just want to bring this whole 911 thing up because I know somebody's thinking, well, what about those that something happened to them? That's just how fragile life is. That's how real the enemy is. You can be one voice away. That's why we have insurance in knowing that we're going to be with the Father, even if we do, uh, our lives are taken. But we don't have to die early death, brothers and sisters. We don't have to suffer with sickness and, and poverty and lack. Anyway. Uh, brother Seth, now there's, I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down this road for, like you're saying, for the people who don't basically uh, uh, believe on this. Now, see, God has, Two sets of people here on earth. He has believers and non-believers. Now, for those people who are in the building who basically didn't he- take heed to the word of uh, 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 of God, uh, you know, giving them a little warning, saying don't go to work or 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 or, or, or take a 15-minute uh, detour and everything like this. See, the people who believe who are believers in God who lost their lives in that building. Guess what? God automatically saved them before anything could have happened to their natural bodies. I know that my wife gives a testimony uh, about uh, the children who lost their lives in their house fire back in the 90s to where before those kids had actually felt any pain of flames or anything like that, that they were taken out of here before anything or even death had touched them. Wow. But on the other hand, well, but on the other hand, the people who don't who, who who don't believe in God, they lost their lives still. But guess what? Those people are no longer. Uh, uh, they don't have any e- eternal uh, uh, eternal way to get to God anymore because uh, beforehand. I believe somebody along the lines, and this still happens to now today, to where people who do not believe they have an opportunity or somebody uh, in the body of Christ or a believer has gotten to them to present the gospel to them 
so that they can believe that they will miss spiritual uh, 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 spiritual death to where they can experience spiritual life. So what I'm saying is that believers automatically have a a a a, uh, a, a, a trump card to get into heaven, but those who do not uh, believe in Jesus Christ, if they die, they are destined to hell or in the lake of fire. So we have opportunity for them to believe in the things and in the works of God. So there's the believing side and the non-believing side. So those who don't believe, they have an opportunity to believe by just trusting in God. The scriptures tell us in uh, Proverbs uh, 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to our own understandings and all of our ways. Acknowledge him, and he will direct our path in spiritual matters, so to speak. Go ahead there, Brother Seth. No, I was just listening, to be honest with you, but... That is powerful. I have never, I don't know why I've never thought of that. I just never thought that for us. Uh, number one, I don't come across that many people that die in, in, in fires, but I have to believe that because, again, we serve. This God is real, brothers and sisters. You may not understand everything God does. and I can hear, I've heard comments over the years. So that's how I know what some of y'all are thinking when you hear the McCrae's talk or you hear the, the other gentlemen talk, the call we had tonight. Brother and sister, it's real. You may not understand it. I understand. But he's real. His power is real. I mean, think about it, brothers and sisters. This will hit the need a little bit. Why do you think with all this power, that the West is flexing. All this technology, all this wealth, all this influence that these people have upon our world. You really think you're going to be able to reach your kids when you send them off to college and they see all the muscles. And, and brothers and sisters, just so y'all know, uh, if you listen to this uh, broadcast, y'all know what happens at 10 o'clock. You've got to call that phone number like quickly, like you got like 30 seconds if you want to keep listening. We're going to roll over just a little. So call the phone number uh, to keep listening to these final minutes. Otherwise, it's going to cut off on you if you're listening online. The phone number to call is 914-205-5590. But brothers and sisters, why would the father, knowing that in this system we have to be educated to make a living, some of us, and we send our kids off to these colleges by the millions, they learn, things, they learn another way. They learn about another system. Why do you think the father would want to show our kids a more powerful kingdom. No. I think it's the believers. I think it's the knowledge that is available in most churches 
which is why Sister uh, Cassandra was saying earlier how sad she feels when she sees people that won't pray for themselves. This is why they're not praying for themselves, because of doubt and unbelief. But the doubt and unbelief has its origin in the messages brought forth in these churches and in society really in general. People don't believe in God doing the things that we're saying on this show. That's why the Five Song Network is having this program tonight. And again, we want to thank you for tuning in. I hope you all are learning something. The McCrae's is real. You can hear it in their spirit. You know they're not exaggerating. You know Brother Seth is not exaggerating. You know the caller is not exaggerating. So tonight, are miracles, devils, angels, spiritual warfare real? You bet it is. It's all around you. You just don't have the antenna. Some of you just don't have the antennas to perceive and to pick up. I can't say it enough. Fasting and prayer is the best remedy to get into this way of life. The source is the Most High Yah, God of Israel, the one that sent the Messiah. As I said earlier, he said to Messiah, sit here on my right hand, in the book of Hebrews, sit here on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The scripture says he must reign until he have made his enemies his footstool. So as the father is canceled, by the Father, with the Holy Spirit carrying out every word. This is actually First Corinthians 15 and 25. And there's other places in the scriptures that talks about this. Brothers and sisters, how do you think Christ is going to get his enemies to become his footstool if he is not using this Holy Spirit, his angels, which the Bible talks about, have been sent to earth to minister to those to be heirs of salvation. I mean, why would you cripple the Messiah in doing what the Father's called him to do? Bible says angels were sent here for those to be heirs of salvation. From my understanding, and the McCrazy correct me, or some of you can correct me, but angels have been sent for those who be heirs of salvation. Once you believe, you are that heir of salvation. Because even to believe it, it's a gift. So, brothers and sisters, we have power. We are not some pushover people. We have power. And I'll tell you what breaks my heart. Again, that's Hebrews 1 and 14. Speaking of angels being sent to minister to those that be heirs of salvation. We have angels assigned to us. This is why we're supposed to speak the word because they can only 
move on the word of the Most High Yah as we line up with the kingdom and kingdom principles and kingdom. Uh, in the old days, it was called edits, E D I C T S. But as the king declares a thing, that's what the subjects do, and that's what the Holy Spirit do. So in order for our angels to work, we have to speak in line with what the kingdom have already ordained to happen. Some things can't be done because of the time frame, as you know, by reading the book of Revelation. But as we speak words, so long as those words don't infringe on what is to happen before it's time, we can have whatever we speak if it's in faith believing. It's another topic, but anyway... I'm enjoying this tonight, again, talking about spiritual warfare with the McCrays, and I just want to thank Pastors Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra for coming on tonight and just sharing from their heart. Y'all can hear it from the guts of their spirit. You can just just, just feel them trying to pull us into uh, uh, persuading us. Of course, the Holy Spirit is the one that really persuades us, but they are putting out themselves, their personal testimony to get us to see this Elohim, this God, this powerful being that led the Israelites. And I thank the McCrays for it. And I hope y'all are seeing the goal of this show. We're trying our best, again, to declare this kingdom in your ears tonight. Well, Pastors Ronnie and Pastors Cassandra, Pastor Cassandra, I want to thank you again for your time. I'd like to get y'all's final words on tonight's topic uh, and um, just whatever comes to your spirit. Well, I would just like to finish with some scriptures. You know, even after the story that I just told, you know, at such a young age, and that's why it's so important for the young people. I always call them the 20-somethings. I'm so glad that I, wa- I was walking with God during that time period of my life because you know that the enemy has a desire to snuff you out. And you're, not, you're no longer under the protection of your parents. You're not in their household any longer. And so you've got to learn to trust in God and to walk with God on your own. And so you've got to establish your own relationship with God. And that's what I say leaving home is all about. Leaving home is all about learning to trust God for yourself. And so I've got these scriptures that I want to share. I want to share um, 2 Thessalonians uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 3. And it says, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. So if the enemy, you know that if you believe in God and that you trust God and that you love God, the enemy hates you. Jesus said, if he hates me, he's going to hate you. Are you you any better than your master? Is the servant better than the master? No. If he hates your master, he's going to hate you. And so we've got to understand that. But at the same time, we don't walk around in fear. We don't walk around in, in a mindset of defeat. We have to walk around just like Jesus did, knowing that we are powerful. The Holy Spirit came down and descended upon Jesus. Guess what? Jesus said, if I, if I don't go away, I can't send you back the comforter. One of the main reasons Jesus had to go away was to send back the comforter. That is our help. So we have to really trust in God, know that the Lord is faithful, that he's going to strengthen us, 
Mm-hmm. Get into a bind and, and believe in God and watch how the, the spirit of God rises up in you. you will, your chest will stick out, right? You, uh, you will hold your head up high and you will tell that enemy just where to jump off the bridge. So, you know, that's one of the scriptures. Another one of the scriptures I want to share is uh, Proverbs 4, 6. And it says, do not forsake wisdom. Do not forsake wisdom. And she will protect you. So, yes, we have the power. What is the, the, the power that the Holy Spirit gives us? Wisdom. Amen. So, I mean, do not forsake wisdom, whether that wisdom is coming from the Holy Spirit or that wisdom is coming from uh, a, another person. Seeking wise counsel, the Bible refers to. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. It says to love her, and she will watch over you. Right? That's what we have to do. If you really want to live a long life, Pastor was talking about how long a life we have. You can have a long life when you're, when you're uh, uh, listening to wisdom, when you're living by God's wisdom. Right? There's a difference between uh, knowledge and wisdom. I always say that wisdom is godly knowledge, right? You can get knowledge from anywhere, the world or anywhere else, and think you're smart, but it doesn't. The Bible says you profess yourself to be wise, and truly you're, utter fool. you're an utter fool. And yes, so we yes. can't trust in this worldly, earthly um, uh, uh, knowledge that we think that we have. And th- then you've got the same people who are telling you that you're smart and that you're knowledgeable are the ones that gave you the so-called knowledge. So, no, I don't trust that. I trust the knowledge that God gives to me more than. I value that more than what the world gives me. And another, uh, one last scripture um, that I have was John 14, 11. So, Pastor Kassan, uh, so basically you're saying you siege the power to define, not this world. But you see it based upon what the Father is saying Because you, you're simply redefining I mean, who's the authority there? Amen Right And who, 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 who gives us knowledge anyway? Some of these words we, look, we are trying to ascribe to the world The world didn't give them to us God gave them to us You know, when you ask the, the world What does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be good? And they have to refer back to the Bible Right? The world didn't give us that word. The world didn't give us that, um, that um, idea. So they can't tell us what it is. So that's the same thing when it comes to knowledge and wisdom. It's knowledge, but knowledge of what? Is it even true? We don't even have any idea if it's true. We know that the devil is a liar. So why would I trust the devil to give me anything that I'm going to call knowledge? I can't stand on that. I can't trust that. So I'm going to turn to God, who I know gives wisdom. And the things that he told me, I can try and test those things out. I can try those things and test those things out. And so, young people, one other scripture I want to give to you, because this is so important. When we were talking about the 9-11 and why people died, why people, you know, some died and some didn't. Um, You know, and the story of Lazarus, you know, Martha and Mary, they were very upset. Our brother is dead, right? But what did Jesus say to them? Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, 
that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And the point I want to make, I want you to hold on to, is that this thing is not unto death. There are many situations, and Seth, you can attest to this because I heard you say that really made you think about this. A lot of times, I don't listen. When I hear that small voice, I can think about the times that I didn't listen and something bad happened. And I said, God, what is wrong with me that I didn't listen to you? I heard the voice, and I didn't listen. And all I can do is repent and thank God that whatever the situation that occurred was not unto death. See, some of the situations we get into are going to be unto, unto death, and some won't. But you really Amen. better make sure you're listening when these situations can be unto death. That's the time you really want to listen. So we need to be practicing and getting into the habit of listening for the voice of God. Good word. Amen. And I just want to lay this last scripture on it, which follows right along line with what you guys just were talking about. And it's found in, in Mark, the first chapter, in the 15th verse. And it says, the time is fulfilled. That means it's right now. He says, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. And it says, repent. It says, repent ye or you and believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. So we have to believe the gospel. For those of us who don't believe, believe the gospel. And the gospel is nothing but the good news that God sent his son into the world. And those, for those who don't believe in the king, uh, the, uh, Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, believe. And then those things which he said, we don't know when we're going to leave this earth, but if you believe in him, then the spirit of death will not camp round about you so that you can live in the the abundance of life, even though that we are walking through this life right now, going through certain things, we just have to apply the good news to our situations and believe. And that's the major word there that God tells us is to believe in him. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, y'all are a lesson. I'm so, so, so thankful for Pastor Ronnie and Cassandra McCray. I don't know where our co-hosts are tonight. I'm sure they may have had good reasons. They're very busy people. But I promise this is what the five smooth stones is. I'll say it like this. This is what I want the Five Smooth Stones to be about. We cannot walk away, forget about the miracles, devils, angels, spiritual warfare. And I'm just going to go here. Some of y'all are so caught up in what you call the Father, what you call the Son. Some of y'all are so caught up in the law when you worship. Some of y'all are so caught up in who we are in the flesh. And yes, I am the biggest proponent of American being Israelites. But I tell you one thing, those Israelites 
believe what the McCrae's talking about right now. Matter of fact, this was their culture. They saw the Father open up the Red Sea. They dealt with evil spirits. They knew about devils. I want the whole thing. So be careful. I know some of you have trouble with this. But I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. I was raised up on Jesus. And I'll say it to the day I die. I'm not against anyone that comes in that name. And that name means that lifestyle, that person, the one that walked the water, raised the dead. And the Bible says he's going to be known by every tongue. And every tongue ain't going to say the same thing. Some of y'all need to grow up. Anyway, McCrae's, I so, so, so welcome uh, uh, message tonight to the body of Christ and then even to those that are outside the body of Christ. Y'all, our world is first spiritual, as Brother Ronnie said earlier. I'm telling you, what you're looking at most of the times, and we're wrapping up, is a thought. All these skyscrapers, they're just thoughts. That's not the real world. All this you can see with your eyes, that's not the real world. Why y'all so wrapped up in it? Don't be impressed by the works of your own hand, Israel. The Bible said you will worship the very works of your own hand. Don't get caught up into this stuff. Anyway, pastors... Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra, thank y'all. I'll let y'all have the final, final words in less than 30 seconds each, please, and we'll wrap it up. I just want to say uh, bless everybody whose ears were hearing today, and we. I just want to say let your spiritual ears lead and guide you into God's truth. <laughs> Babe? Uh, I just want to say, you know, you don't have to take our word for it. Um, we've got so many stories, and they just keep coming. The more we tell, the more that God's bringing them back. But you can experience God for yourself. All you have to do is give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ. And he said that he died so that he could send you back the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you access to all of the things that we're talking about tonight. You can pray for your own family members, your own friends. Uh, Jesus said, the work that I do, you can do also, and greater shall you do. So if you really, really want to believe, God says, try me, test me. Oh, taste and see, because God wants you to believe, and he's not going to leave you out there. He says he get, what he gives to you, he'll give freely to you. If you want to know something, he'll tell you. He'll show you. So just be willing to say a prayer to God and ask him for what you want to show you what you need to see, and he will. And so that's all I have for tonight. I just thank you all for having us. 
Brother Seth, you be blessed and continue in God's work, which he's called you to do, and you will succeed in everything that he's put your hands to. Amen. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Father knows I sorely, sorely appreciate you. I really appreciate y'all. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and go out with a song, everybody, that's going to be um, apropos to what we're doing. I love every single one of you. Yes, I do, and there's nothing you can do about it. Comes a time in every believer's life. The trials are going to come, but God said, I will not leave you comfortless. So be encouraged. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me?